Scott. So, uh, did you, did you, have you been noticed? Do you follow Paul Feig? Paul Feig? Yeah, yeah, director of uh, of Unaccompanied Minors. Did he direct that? Yeah, he did. I'm sorry. Okay. Dur- dur- I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> What's up? Um. Uh. Yeah. Director of uh, Bridesmaids and Spy, and now uh, Ghostbusters, the Ghostbusters reboot. Mm. Um. Have you Have you noticed that? Like, apparently, because now the the movie is wrapped. Yeah. And. He's on Twitter recently. He's just been sort of like, I'm so exhausted by you people. Like, like, (laughs) yeah, because, you know, they're still like, like somebody, um, uh, you you know, that stupid Chris Hardwick show, Chris Hardwick show, uh, at midnight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and so like people like play at midnight apparently by doing like hashtags or something. Yeah. I've seen people. Yeah. Yeah. And somebody did it was like uh it was like something about ruining a movie or something like that and somebody was like oh uh, Paul Feig can just uh uh Paul Feig can just change the genders of all the characters for no reason whatsoever. That was that was a joke apparently. Yeah. And he just like he did that thing where he like quote tweets it, retweets it and then puts he's just like you people are exhausting. You need to stop. Oh yeah, like, Brian Lee O'Malley did that to me today. Oh really? Yeah. Did he really? <laughs> yeah, I was um, I was just walking down the street and um, and I was just like, man, like you know, blah, 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 I'm 23, you know, like Scott Pilgrim's 23, you know. Yeah. And I was just like, wait, how did? And I haven't read the. I mean, I haven't read the books in a long time. Uh huh. But I was like, wait, what was? How did Scott Pilgrim like? What was his job? He like, didn't have did one. He, well, he had like several. Yeah, that's the thing. So, like, I didn't remember. And so, just to be, like, a funny little tweet, I was just like, wait, does Scott Pilgrim have a job? How did he pay rent? And then, just as a joke, I, t- I, tweet- I, I, I like, tweeted him. I was like, how did Scott Pilgrim pay rent? <laughs> and he quoted it, and he was like, thanks for reading my books. <laughs> but then, an unexpected, um, <laughs> an, an unexpected, uh, which I'm, I'm glad you just didn't tweet, like, a rutabaga emoji and then, like, an anime face, because that's kind of what I was expecting. Right. Because uh, it's him. Right. Uh, but yeah, and so I've been getting these tweets all day from like, man, why not just enjoy the book? Like, it's not, why, why are you so obsessed with like. Obsessed? You asked a question because yeah, it's just. I, but it's... I, I guess I came off as like a upset, you know, like I need to know all of the minutiae of the series, you know? Yeah. And then I've gotten some really, I, I forgot he was a dishwasher in volume four. Right. So someone was like, he, he was a prep cook. And I was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> Forgot about that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. his fa- also his parents were rich. That was the other thing. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because remember, they were like they kept like every time he would mention his parents, they would be in like a different country. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a thing too. Because even like, um, because even um, even his sister worked at like the Starbucks, right? Yeah. With Kim. Mm, was it with? Yeah, I think you're right. Well, yeah. in, in oh no no not oh, Kim. movie store um, video store video store yeah right she worked at the video store oh, Kim worked uh, at the video store Julie worked at the coffee shop right yeah caramel so. macchiato for fuck pilgrim <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah, so I he did I, that and then like uh, just now I was like scrolling through his thing and you've been seeing all of these yeah uh, all of these news stories about um 
all of the cameos that are going to be in. Yeah, like Ernie Hudson and my wife, Annie Potts. Right. And they were, they were, they were all, he's just like, just so you guys know, all of these news stories about cameos are leaks. They are not something that we wanted to get out. We wanted all of this to be a surprise and you're all ruining it for yourselves. Aw. Yeah. Like, he's just like, I, I just feel like bad for him because he was obviously like trying to do something fun and like, oh, they're going to think they're going to hate it and then they're going to go and they're going to see the Ghostbusters and they're going to feel good, you know? And and now because they, it's all been leaked that they're all in it doing cameos, like everyone except for Rick, Rama- Rick Moranis, I think is the only one that we haven't heard is in it. Because he's like um, in the woods somewhere. like Right. Uh, actually, I think he's just in the suburbs because he's like a Canadian suburban dad now. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's just a bummer. Like, I just feel bad for him because he wanted to do something. And, and it's it's sort of like that thing where it's like, uh, you, have you ever, I, I don't know if your grandmother's like this, uh, but mine does this, where you're like, oh, I'm going to go and I'm going to wish my aunt a happy birthday or whatever because it's her birthday. So I'm going to go wish her a happy birthday or what have you. Um, and then you'll get uh, like you'll get a message or you'll get a phone call or an email from your grandmother. And she's like, don't forget to wish your aunt a happy birthday. And you're like, I, I, I was going to do it. And now it doesn't look oh, like I was going to. Oh, but to. now it's going to be like I'm only doing it because you reminded me to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's I feel I feel for for Paul Feig because I feel like that's how he feels. Yeah. It's just like if you guys just would have like not like just left me alone and let me make this movie like you would have had all these neat surprises and now they're not surprises because you ruined them for yourselves. And now there's not going to be any surprises in the movie except for the movie and and, and uh, the movie that like most of you don't even want. Uh, well, you know, here's, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I, and I just I just feel bad for him because that's just a shitty position to be well, in. Well, it sucks for Paul Feig because Paul Feig was such a, you know, he wanted, he was such a defender of, like, the geek and the outcast. You know what I mean? Right. Like, he created Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. And geeks are assholes now. Yeah. Like, they're villains and thieves and liars. Well, they're like, uh, they're alpha males now. They're bullies. Yeah. Yeah. And so... It just sucks to see like someone that stood stood up for them is now getting like shat on, like it you know it it sucks to find out that like Sam Weir is like secretly a misogynistic dick that just wants the Ghostbusters to still be dudes. For, what is what a weird thing to be hung up on? Yeah, like well in reality Sam Weir is writing Spider Man. So. Yeah, so he's cool. But you know like <laughs> Bill Havers, uh, isn't that nuts? That's so crazy. That's that so guy's cool. that guy's a multi millionaire like screenwriter like. <laughs> That's insane. Oh, man. That's so yeah. crazy. But, I mean, look, I've been rooting for the Ghostbusters movie for a long time. I mean, I already oh, I already yeah. have Kate McK- a picture of Kate McKinnon's character, like, on my bedroom wall. I'm kidding. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I, I've been rooting for it, too. Like, I, I love the Ghostbusters. Like, I'm just in concept, you know? Like, I love that cast, but, you know, we got we got two movies with that cast, and only one of them is good. And yeah, we got a video game. We got two two video games. Mm-hmm. Um, one really weird Sega Master System one, and then the recent one from, mm-hmm. like, a few years ago. Um, 
but uh if i remember i think i had a really good time playing that actually um wasn't it essentially like the third movie yeah basically yeah it was like an unofficial third movie the 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 only thing that's weird we it, it it's weird but it's also like oh yeah that makes sense as a video game choice that you're playing like a rookie um, oh yeah like you you're not like you're not any of the big four right you're right um so that's that's a little weird but uh but then at the same time it's like oh yeah that's great because you don't have to talk yeah um you're like one of those video game characters you're like link you know you're like you the new kid in South Park the Stick of Truth right exactly yeah yeah um. But uh, yeah, so it just it just bummed me out. I felt bad for him. Um, yeah, because I'm just like, ah, oh, you're trying so hard to please everybody, and you just can't. And it's just it's a bummer because you are trying really hard, and I I I really respect that guy. Like, yeah, of course, yeah. I just I just think he's I I I respect the fact that um you know he tried to be an actor and kept getting roles as teachers and was like you know. That's a weird thing to be typecast as, so I'm gonna stop acting and just focus on writing, and then creates Geek by Night, you know? Or no, I mean, he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, sorry. What man? I'm just like in a, I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in a zone because no, we just it's cool because we, we, get, we just got things. done talking about about Geek by Night and Freaks and Geeks. Yeah, so so he went on to create uh, Freaks and Geeks. Um, also, there's a there's a shared word, so that's where my yeah, brain yeah, went. There we go. Yeah, um, <laughs> and then he. Freaking directed, you know, one of the funniest movies of the decade, Bridesmaids. Yeah. And then, and you know, The Heat wasn't as good, but I love Spy. Yeah, I loved Spy. Oh, I forgot about The Heat. I forgot that was his. It was okay. It was it was good. It was solid. Um, yeah, I thought it was solid. Um, yeah, I, I really and I, I really respect the fact that he wears suits all the time. Yeah, kind of a Sam Raimi thing going on. Yeah, that's definitely going to be my move mm-hmm. um, for sure. I'll hold um, you to it. I'm gonna wear I'm gonna wear suits every day, especially if I like get to be like a showrunner of something. Oh yeah, um, that's like, yeah, that's gonna be my move for sure. Because um, I I just I like that. Like I I like that he's trying to maintain that sort of old Hollywood thing where it's just like I'm a director. Guy, yeah, well, and well, and just the idea where it's just like it's like guys, I'm not taking this for granted. Like I'm not coming to work in pajamas just because I can. Because no one actually cares. I care. I respect this job and I'm going to show you that I respect it by wearing a suit. Yeah. And I just there, – there's something very old school about that and I like yeah. it a lot. Well, there's something so badass. I mean you see every picture of Christopher Nolan directing and he's, he's in a fucking like suit. And he has like a tea – you know, like a thermos of tea. Yeah. But he's like in a desert. You know what I mean? There's something kind of – or like he's in like a, an alien planet soundstage. Right. There's something so badass about like being like – Looking sick, like or like you know, you look at Wes Anderson. You know what I mean? Yeah. I you know, um, I've actually my style. This is gonna be the nerdiest thing I've ever said, but you know, being a teenager, a lot of my like personal style was dictated from looking at photos of filmmakers. Oh, you know, like I would see pictures of like you know Guillermo del Toro or like Quentin Tarantino or Robert Rodriguez you know, directing, and they always looked so cool while they were directing. Right. And I, and Sam Raimi was a big one, because he was, you know, he was where he would wear the suits. Yeah, that and that 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 definitely explains your affinity for giant cowboy hats. Yeah, I, I love giant cowboy hats. I <laughs> I love, I, I carry around a, an acoustic guitar everywhere. <laughs> um, uh, just, 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 you're just all about, you know, giant, 
bucket hats and uh, just just one of the ga- gallon gallon cowboy hats and yeah. uh, green screens. Just you just, just love them. And you know, your never two favorite le- things. Never leaving my house. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, damn, Shark Boy and Lava Girl, man. Yeah, masterpiece. Masterpiece. <laughs> make a guy. I want to make a good movie again so bad. Yeah, I mean that'd be nice. I I feel like I don't know. It really it really makes me sad that he had such a bad time making uh the faculty because I think it's easily his best movie. Yeah, it's I mean I love the faculty. Yeah. I I just I look at the faculty and I'm like, dude, like you as a studio guy is so good. Mhm. Um I just want to You know what I want to see? I want to see him direct a movie that's like an actual movie. Yeah, like not, not like hey, my I, kid farted this out of his yeah sleep. You know what I mean? Yeah, my my kid farted and it kind of sounded like spur kids, <laughs> sparkles, <laughs> and he like, oh, spy kids. Okay, or like hey, Danny Trejo, just just spin in a circle for an hour. I'll I'll yeah. do the rest. I thought it was interesting that uh, he is. I guess his next movie is um, Fire and Ice. Oh, is that what he's doing next? Oh, sorry. What? What? I thought he was doing uh, that cartoon, Johnny Quest. Next. Johnny Quest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I have mixed feelings about Johnny Quest because I'm like, in one universe, this could be awesome. Mm-hmm. In another universe, it's just going to look like Spy Kids or Sin City. Yeah. No, and it could look like I a don't re- know. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be Green Screen City. That's what I think. Yeah, and like. A kid that like delivers his papers is going to be like Johnny Quest. Yeah, I'm I'm a little concerned about that, but um, like Danny Trejo will be Race Bannon. I just I would love for Robert Robert Rodriguez to like direct a real movie again. Yeah, I mean, like just, where he's like actually like at a place with a camera and lights and a and a uh, a crew and actors and they're they're doing things in the place uh, where yeah, you know, like it just. You know, like having a set to interact with, that'd be cool. That'd be cool, yeah. I mean, like, I don't get... I mean, like, at a certain point, you know, like, the whole, like, look, I can do it all in my garage. I'm like, yeah, but if it's A, not a good movie, and B, making dick all at the box office, like, why are you, why are you doing it? Yeah. It's like, there, there's, uh, you know, despite what Kevin Smith seems to think and seems to get away with, there's only so long that you can make movies for no one but yourself. Yeah, like an artist unchallenged is the least interesting thing in the world. Yeah. Like yeah. Robert Rodriguez and Kevin Smith are like, look, look, the studios aren't even bothering you. Yeah, because they don't like you're dead to them. Right. Like fucking like every everything I read about yoga hosers, I'm like, why isn't why aren't you just uploading this onto your fucking like YouTube channel? Yeah, I know. It's yeah. Uh... Oh god, bizarre. Um it's weird that he hasn't released a trailer yet, right? I don't think it's real. No, he we played there was a trailer at uh his Comic-Con thing. His, well, then it was then who who was even there? <laughs> um all the people that were in still in line when the Star Wars concert happened in MCL Hall H. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. That was one of the greatest things. Have you heard him talk about that? Yeah, where he's just like, oh, Star Wars, you've turned on me. <laughs> yeah, he was very, he was very upset. It was really funny. Um, now no one will get to see me be like the bratwurst Nazi or whatever the fuck. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to go see that train wreck. There's no, nothing's going to stop me. I mean, uh, if it's on VOD, you know. Yeah, because because here's the thing, like uh, the Walrus movie Tusk was, um, I mean, it was horrendous, but uh, hell of a time at the movies. Oh, I would never, I would never take that experience away from myself ever. Like Guy Lapont, it was just yeah that that long scene between Guy Lapont, Lapont and uh, and uh, the friends and the girlfriend. No, 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 and the the old guy, the villain. Oh yeah, yeah. That where I just the whole scene. It's like it's like a five minute scene, and I'm just and it's just like the old guy. What's that actor's name? Um. Uh, oh fuck, guy from guy from Red State. Yeah, the guy from Red State. Um, in Tusk, Cheryl just, Earl, Sher- Sheriff Earl McGraw. Yeah, it's just him doing an impression of. A guy it's with just Down him syndrome. doing an impression of. Of Channing Tatum doing an impression of a Spanish accent, um, you know, my name's Jeff, like yeah. that. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's that. It's just that for six minutes, and it's the weirdest thing. <sighs> yeah, and 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 you know, he was just crying with laughter, and just thinks it's the funniest thing. But like, meanwhile, like I'm in an audience, like a packed theater. Watching this movie, surrounded by like like two guys. Uh, Bullshit! Really you were in a packed with. theater for Tusk. What's that? You were the, you were in a packed theater for Tusk? Yeah, yeah, because it was after it was released and bombed, and then it started traveling the country as a midnight movie. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, and I went to one of the midnight movies, um, so it was packed because it was like it was like oh, it's gonna be at the art house cinema in Fort Wayne. It's gonna be there. One night at midnight, go see it or else you're not going to, you know, <laughs> it'll be gone forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just one showing. Um, so that's how they packed it. But it was packed. It was a packed house. Um, people dressed up as walruses, like, of course, all kinds of stuff. Um, and when that scene happened, it was just dead silent because everyone was just like, what the fuck is happening? Like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> like is this is this real like am i having a stroke what is this it's the most bizarre i i would go so far as to say it's it's in like top five one of the most bizarre scenes i've ever seen in any movie ever just johnny depp with like his fake nose and like yeah it's so weird and that character's coming back canadian columbo is coming back for uh for that movie that being said i'm weirdly interested in moose jaws well have you heard about silent bob yeah that's weird i mean it's whatever like I mean, I, who cares I, he's not yeah who cares he's too old to be playing that character anyway like it's fine and and it doesn't really matter because he's still going to be in mall rats and he's still going to be in clerks three yeah what, are they so, gonna, what is, is he is he gonna just not be in those two because he died in moose jaws yeah no of course are they not. gonna bring it up like hey yeah lunchbox got eaten by a fucking moose <laughs> uh yeah so i i do like the idea of those characters playing fulfilling the quint role <laughs> like that's just I mean that's that's like I think that's crazy enough to work actually. Sure. Weirdly, that they've been that they, that they maybe like since Clerks too they've been tracking this thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, that'd be fun. 
Uh, and, and like, there's just like a passing line in like Mallrats too, where like Jay mentioned something about them going to Canada. To going go. to Canada. Oh, you know what it could be? Um, Moostraws could be like their like Tokyo drift. Oh yeah. Right. And be like, yeah, we got fixing to go to Canada. Sprung. Or, or like, you know, and then in Clerks 3, it's like, yeah, like me and this fat piece of fucking shit are going to go to Canada. We're going to get some of that Canadian puss. Yeah. And then it's like, <laughs> oh no. Sorry, I'm just, I'm just, <laughs> just trying to. It's a pretty good Jay impression. Thank you. I don't know if you should be proud of that or not. <laughs> a lot of practice, years and years of practice. Yeah, years and years of standing, uh, standing against a building and yelling at people. Fuck, fuck, uh, fuck, mother, mother, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> oh God. 50 what bucks, a, little man. Put that shit in my hand. God, I used to love those movies so fuck much. Fuck yeah. No, I mean, those movies are so in the canon of, like, being, a, like, a 15-year-old, like, guy. Yeah. I don't know if that's still the case, but, like, yeah, I mean, like, you know, like, Chasing Amy was some, like, real shit back in the day, you know? Chasing Amy, though, I didn't really... It was my least favorite for the longest time. Because oh, it, interesting. Because, yeah, because it just didn't... I, I, you know, at the time, it I didn't wasn't really, yeah, it, at the time, it, I wasn't into comics as much. Like, I had read comics, but I had gotten out of it, and I hadn't mm-hmm. gotten back into it yet, so none of that really meant anything to me, and the whole, like, sexuality of that movie meant nothing to me, because sure, yeah. I wasn't a sexual person yet. <laughs> you were a fucking kid, yeah. Yeah. So, so like, a lot of that just kind of, that movie kind of went over my head. If anything, little. like, the sexual politics of, like, mall rats, like, made more sense to us. Yeah, then. totally. Yeah, I mean, Mallrats was my favorite one for the yeah. longest time. My favorite was always Dogma because, like, it really spoke to, like, the... I mean, you know, like, I was I was raised Catholic. And, like, Dogma actually, like, was like, yeah, no, that's that's what I think about my religion. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, dogma, Dogma, yeah, I agree with that. Because, like, Dogma, Dogma was definitely one of my favorites. Uh, but even then, I recognized the fact that Jay and Silent Bob had no... <laughs> to be in that movie yeah um and in fact like i think the movie's worse off for them being in it the prophets um, is, is, is that where they're is that like their like role in it so to speak like they're, they're, they're like the prophets yeah they're the prophets um it's, it's just it just it's 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 not great uh I, I i don't like them in that movie uh whereas like everything else like all of the scenes between uh affleck and damon in that movie are just like great like just bonkers good yeah no it's fucking like that scene when they're in like the parking garage yeah the parking garage and the scene in the airport oh yeah yeah like both of those are so good they're so good in that movie and they don't they don't really they that it's kind of different from the stuff they would do in the future yeah like, I, I would to, love to see them do another movie together i think i think they've been i think they've been waiting that's good that's good because i mean like, the, you know in a lot of ways weirdly you know, in a lot of ways, they're kind of uh, our generation's Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. Yeah, I mean, they're 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 are, they're sort of the purest love story of <laughs> of this generation. Yeah, and like I love hearing that you know because like you'll hear like oh like they have like every Saturday they have like a barbecue like with their families. You know what I mean? Right, right. But they're just I love because you know they could do whatever they want. Yeah, they walk into a room and they go, "Hey, I'm a paleontologist. He's a detective." Fuck you, Gus Van Sant directing it. Like it would happen. <laughs> like, 
Oh man, yeah. they're about to have a. They're about to have. A I think. Show. I think everybody would be on board until they said Kevin Smith was directing. I think that, that would. would, be, I, would I would be so on board. Can you imagine if Kevin Smith? Okay, wait. Here's the thing. Who's in Moose Jaws? No one yet. Just Dude. just just James okay. Allen Bob. Get this. Okay. Dame. Okay. Affleck as Roy Schreiber. <sighs> Damon as uh, Dreyfus. Uh, but at that point though, you it would suffer from the same the same fucking. Uh, problem that uh dogma. uh dogma had where it's just like that's so good and then it's like and jay and silent bob and then it's like <laughs> oh fuck like like those two those two would be excellent but then i'd want someone i'd want something else fulfilling that quint role yeah it would be okay if they i i think i would be more on board if they played like not quint if they played like um like just some, just some like random like add-on yeah. role to like the Jaws trifecta. Yeah, uh, they were just like extra characters, and there was another Quint because because okay, because imagine this, right? You have you have the two of them in the the in those in those yeah. two roles, like and Affleck. Ford- Affleck's like a Mountie, right? Right. And oh, Damon, God, da- yeah. da- Damon's like a like an animal, like a zoologist. Yeah, and then you get, uh, then you need Quint. So who do you get? You get National Treasure John Goodman. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, John Goodman. Because John Goodman in Red State is so dope. Yeah. John Goodman with Affleck and Damon in Moose Jaws would be the most (laughs) incredible thing. That would just – I would just be so on board. Moose Jaws. Oh, my god. Not since (laughs) – have they done a movie together since uh, Dogma? I don't think they have. Well, well, I guess Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Oh, yeah, technically. Uh, uh, and I guess they share, like, one scene together. I don't like the sound of them apples, Will. What are we going to do? <laughs> Chucky, it's hunting season. <laughs> That's still my favorite part of that movie. That's great. Goodwill Hunting 2, hunting season. <laughs> There's a script for this? There's a script for this. <laughs> Oh God! Remember, remember I, there there's few things that give me joy more than remembering how much I loved Kevin Smith. Oh yeah, it was because it was such a pure love. Mm-hmm. I mean, we how many how many times did you watch an evening with Kevin Smith? Like the first uh, one? Oh God, dozens. Yeah, dozens. The freaking uh, the I mean the the Superman Live story is just so still like so classic. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I look up at, I look up at the screen. and and the 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 thing with uh, with uh, Daredevil, Daredevil, yeah, yeah, Daredevil and Jersey Girl. That whole thing is really good. Yeah, and that story about his mom, like <laughs> his mom watching Chasing Amy and just being like, "I understand this movie in a way that you'll never understand." <laughs> and he was like, "Oh God." <laughs> <laughs> I listened. I listened to uh, a smodcast a few months ago, and it really made me laugh. It was. Uh, it, was it was. They were talking about Jurassic World. Okay, and, and it was really good. There was. They told the story about how uh, him, like Kevin Smith, Scott Mosier, and then both of Kevin Smith's parents went to go see Jurassic Park, like the weekend that it opened. Yeah. And then, like, they walked. I out. I think I listened to this episode. Yeah, and, like they walked out, and Scott Mosier was like, well, "I just want to shake." Spielberg's hand, yeah. which is the most bizarre idea. 
I've ever – like the idea of Scott Mosier being passionate about anything boggles my mind. Yeah, that he was once like so – But passionate about anything, let alone Jurassic Park. It's such a weird idea. I'm fascinated that he's still like in the business because he just seems so not into anything. Yeah, he he like produces animated movies now. He produced uh, that fucking turkey movie. Yeah, that t- turkey time travel movie. He wrote he wrote the turkey time travel movie. Did he? Yeah, like I remember being like, I remember I was like, what is this guy doing now? And then I was like, he co-wrote the turkey time travel movie. Wow, I didn't realize he co-wrote it. That's interesting. Huh. I wonder what he's working on now. I don't even know. Spawn, I mean, it's like 12, 12 podcasts, right? I mean, Oh, yeah, like, he does uh, Free Birds. That was what it was called. He does um, documentaries now. And he, doesn't he, he do the – he does a James Bond podcast with Matt Myra. Yeah. Oh, he's a writer on that Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. Oh, damn. <laughs> he's written eight episodes. The one that's like super like kind of like anime-y? Yeah. That's cool. That's still weird, right? Yeah, it's really weird. Yeah, he's rewrote it. Huh. That's weird. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He did write that Freebird screenplay. That's so strange. Co-wrote it with like four people. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, two people created the story and then him and another guy wrote it based on the story of two other guys. So. Story of two turkeys traveling through time to stop the first Thanksgiving. Look, it's a good idea. It's just yeah. – it's a good idea in theory. It's just an execution. It's like how the hell – how the hell do you make this not about murder? Like <laughs> <laughs> like is – how do you make this not dark? How do you make this for children? How was that possible? I mean I never saw it. I don't I, – I, yeah. I, from what I understand, they failed to not make it dark. Oh, okay. Um, Let's see if like what Dan Harmon would do with that idea. Yeah, that would be that would be good. Yeah, apparently Scott Mosier is like he's just on because Man of Action does Ultimate Spider Man, mm-hmm. um, and and so he's just like part of their writing team now. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that he's not just doing smodcasts, you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's weird that he's not producing. Kevin Smith movies. Like I, he, I, mean, I mean, he like co- I, he practically co-created Tusk. It's weird that he didn't like help make it. Uh, yeah, that is weird. You're right. I mean, he was busy. I think he was just busy with Freebirds, you know, and like his documentaries, mm-hmm. and he was obviously writing that Spider-Man show. So he probably had like contracts that he had to deal with. I hope he produces. I hope he's producing Mallrats and uh, Clerks Three, though. Oh, definitely. I mean, he kind of has to. Yeah, you would think. Um. So, I don't know. Have you? Uh, speaking of um, passion projects, yeah. There's a uh, there's this rumor that um, so you know the, one of the biggest hits of the first the first big hit of this incredible year was uh you know think way back when uh Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh huh. And then what I'm talking about uh Furious Seven. Uh-huh. You know, Furious 7 made a billion dollars, was like this huge hit. I don't think Fifty Shades of Grey was that big of a hit. I remember like it opened big, but like, so Furious 7 was like, it was like, 
It, like, it opened bigger. It had a bigger opening weekend than Avengers, I think. Yeah, I think Furious 7 was the big. I think Furious 7, I remember being like exceeding everyone's expectations by like hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. And um, to boot, and it also was like a brilliant time at the movies. Right. Sure. Uh, I mean, I haven't you, seen any of those movies. You know my relationship. I mean, I'm I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a proud member of the family. Yeah, right. That's, that's we, fine. I just I feel like I've missed the boat at this point. Ride or die. Yeah. Um. So Fast and Furious Eight. You would think it would be like okay, fucking make another one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not so. So uh, right now it has an April 2017 release date. Sure. Uh, they can't find a director. Really. They offered James Wan, this is from The Hollywood Reporter, they offered James Wan, quote, a life-altering amount of money <laughs> for him to return. But if, Isn't he directing Star Trek? He's directing Star Trek Beyond. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, J- J- Justin Lin is directing. James oh. Wan, James Wan directed Furious 7. That was like his first one. Yeah. James and, Wan, isn't that, that's the X-Files writer, right? I don't think so. Uh, it's not the same guy. James Wan is Saw. He he created Saw. Yeah, I think I think that's the same guy. That think. that's dope if it's true. Uh, let me uh, hold on. Let me look this up. And I, then might he be uh, and then he directed like Death Sentence, which is really underrated, and uh, Dead Silence, the the the, the marionette movie. You know. Uh huh. And then uh, The Conjuring, which was a masterpiece, and then Insidious, and Insidious mm-hmm. Chapter Two. Which have you seen? Have you seen the Insidious movies? I saw the first one. You need to see the second one because it is literally the Back to the Future okay. Part 2 of horror movies. The second one is? Yeah, the second one. I've heard it was really bad, though. I loved it. Okay, I'll check it out. Uh, I'll probably have it, to rewatch the first one, though. You actually, I, I was getting James Wan. All right, here, like, l- l- listen. Here we go. Listen. <laughs> Please forgive me because no, I was fine. getting James Wan confused with James Wong. Oh, you're good. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... Um, but no, dude, Insidious and Insidious Chapter 2 in one night, perfect, huh? perfect movie night night. Really? Yeah. Get like a 12-pack of beer. Fun. Mm. Fun, fun, fun. Fun for the whole family. Right. Um, so anyway, so like they wanted to get James Wan back, and James Wan was like, no, because apparently directing Furious 7 like affected his health. Well, but I mean, one of his leads died. One of his leads it. died, and apparently Vin Diesel was like very intense to work with. Really? Because he would like call you up and like at three in the morning and be like, "Come over, we're gonna talk about the script, chug him up," and like he'd be like, "Oh my yeah. god," because you know Vin Diesel is just a, a he's a creature of pure passion. Uh huh. And so James Wan was like, "Look, I'm doing. I think he's directing like Aquaman." So he's like, look, I, I, I can't. I'm really oh, sorry. Right. Yeah. So he's I like, forgot he was doing Aquaman. He was like, I can't do it. And so they asked Justin Lin, and he was like, I'm doing Star Trek Beyond. Yeah. And they're like, fuck, who's going to direct this? And so they're like talking. They're asking every action director in Hollywood. Um, but the studio, this is all according to the Hollywood Reporter. The studio's alleged fear is now that Vin Diesel, who has to be consulted on the decision. I mean, Vin Diesel has say in who's directing because he's like an executive. He's the reason the franchise is still alive. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was his idea to bring everyone back in 2009, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, There's a there's a rumor that the studio's fear is that Vin Diesel will want to direct Fast and Furious 8. 
I mean, let him. Who cares? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, this, this thing's a money-making machine. It really doesn't matter who directs it. it like, it's going to make a ton of money. So, like, give it, a, give, give it to Vin. Yeah. He's the heart. I mean, he's the Ray Sands of, he's the Ray Sands of the Fast and Furious movies. Sure. Well, the, who's, the, who's the Bill Murray, then? Um, who's the Bankman? I guess it was Paul Walker. Really? Uh, Hmm. Um, well, I guess The Rock would be... No, The Rock would be Ernie Hudson, because he came in late. Yeah. Hey, there's a steady paycheck in it, I'll do. I'll believe anything you say. Is it Michelle Rodriguez? Is that... Yeah, I would say Michelle Rodriguez is probably the Peter Bankman. Okay. And Tyrese is like, uh, Slimer. <laughs> it's not a perfect metaphor. <laughs> not a perfect metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I'm trying to even think of like who would be good. Like who's who's at? Oh well, I mean, I've been saying for for years. I think. Well, I mean, this is who I think. This is who I think that you get to get furious at Vin Diesel, just mm-hmm. cause. Um, uh, the guys, the guys that made John Wick. Yeah, but they're gonna make John Wick too. Yeah, yeah, but that'll take like six weeks. <laughs> I don't think so. Okay. I don't think that's true. <laughs> um. I don't get like fucking like Christopher McQuarrie. Get like, you know what'd be nuts is if they got um, Adam Wingard. Yeah, I mean that would that would certainly work. I don't know if he would be interested in that, but yeah. um, no. Uh, what is his name? Um, shoot, Nicholas uh, Winding Refn. That would be. I I don't think anyone would want to see that movie. Gareth Evans, like a handful. That's it. Gareth Evans. Yep. Oh, definitely. Eight. Gareth He's, Evans um, would be unbelievable for yeah, for Fast and Furious. It would be really nice for him to get like a really awesome paycheck too. Yeah, you know, he could just live off of that. Right. Well, and then he could just use. He would just. He would just literally like save all of his paycheck and just make the raid three. Like that's what he would yeah. do. I mean, because I mean, translate that. In into like Thai money, he's a, he's the richest man in Thailand. Yeah, they sh- that's who they should get. They should get if they're not going to give it to Vin Diesel. If they don't want to give it to Vin Diesel, give it to Gareth Evans. Yeah, find Gareth that like send send Vin Diesel to Thailand to find Gareth Evans. Yeah, and it's like if you can beat Mad Dog and Rama, <laughs> I will direct Fast and Furious Eight. And then he was like, oh, I guess looks like we just put this in the overdrive. And then <laughs> one last ride. One last ride. <laughs> you say that for everything. It can't all be one last ride. <laughs> well, my other most notable role, I only say I am Groot, so <laughs> I am Groot. <laughs> the next next Fast and Furious, he only he's like I don't like dialogue. I just want to say one line. I am Don. Work, work for I work for work work for uh, work for Marvel. Work for here. Well, what's your me. last one? One last ride. One last ride. <laughs> I will also one time say family. <laughs> one last family. <laughs> that's like that's his line. No, Dom, you'll die. <laughs> Why are you doing this? <laughs> fucking a tree starts growing out of Dom. A protective tree bubble. Oh man! Oh, let's do it. I uh, I saw that Pete Travis would be pretty good too. I'm, I'm unfamiliar with his work. 
Dread. Oh, sweet. Yeah, what's he doing? I don't think he's doing anything. Just still kickstarting Dread too. I don't know. You know, flip, dude. Flip you know who would be a dope Fast and Furious eight? He, he'd never do it, but he'd tell everyone about how they asked him for like the next three years. Uh, Joseph Kahn. Oh yeah, Joseph Kahn directing Fast and Furious eight. Yeah, I, I actually I think that would be awful. Oh yeah, well he would make it like ironic. Yeah, that's why it would be awful. Because and the great the thing, thing about- that makes those movies work is that they're a hundred percent genuine. Yeah, they're earnest. They, yeah. they they're one of the few things in this culture that are like just so not postmodern. Yeah. And Joseph Kahn, like, I don't think he can be earnest. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. That's why it's always weird when he's like, It was so great working with Taylor. She's such a great artist. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. That's well, weird. no, I would I would say he's only been earnest like one time in his entire career and it was detention and it didn't. I think he's just hated everyone since then because no one understands his art. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I love, I love detention. I love detention. I, yeah, I think it's insane in the best of ways. Yeah. I think I'm gonna have to unfollow him on Twitter soon. I did that a long time ago. I can't handle it. He, he's his ego is too much. I feel like I'm not following him. I'm just following his ego. <laughs> Joseph Kahn's ego. Yeah. It's a lot. I can't handle it. Um, yeah, definitely had to unfollow him. Um, hey, um, yeah, I uh, saw saw the visit. Oh right, I I God, I want to see that. I just it was dope. Yeah, it was tight. All right, it was really funny. Some of the best kid acting I've seen in a long time. All right. Um, I saw the Scorch Trials. Oh, how was that? It was okay. I Oh, you know what? No, never mind. Get uh, the homeboy that directed the Maze Runner and the Scorch Trials, Wes Ball. Yeah. He should be directing Star Wars Episode Nine. Really? He's a great visual filmmaker. I, I, or he, he, he should direct Fast and Furious 8, I think. Because, yeah. like... Well, this... he's, he's going to be busy doing the next Maze Runner, too. Sure, yeah. So, which they're not splitting up into two movies. Which I kind of like that. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I'm so glad they're not. They're just like, nah, trilogy, it's fine. Did you see what Divergent did? No. Instead of, okay, so they they were going to oh, do... Oh, instead okay. of splitting it, they gave it two separate names, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like Allegiant and then like Regurgitation or something. Regurgence. I don't know. Okay. Recurrence? Recur- recurrence. Redundance. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. Yeah, that's weird. I feel like we're at the uh, the event horizon of young adult adaptations. I think you're right. Um, have you I seen the trailer right. for the the Chloe Moretz one? No. What is uh, that? The Fifth Wave. I don't know what that is. I mean, you, 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 yeah, you do. It's something happened. It's post apocalypse, and there's like zombies. Oh, and okay. she's a girl. Oh, oh, is she? Oh, okay. Yeah. She's one of those girls. Is she? Is she, is she the one? Is she she's special? the one? Yeah. Okay. All right. (laughs) That's fun. Yeah. Oh man. But yeah. Um. Crazy times. Crazy times or crazy lives. Yeah. I um. I don't know. I really want to see Black Mass. uh, Yeah. I. I mean. I kind of do, but then the the critics that I tend to agree with didn't really like it. I know. I'm just a sucker for those kind of movies. I mean, I am too, but I but I'm also like I don't really have the free time, and if it's really not that good, I I just 
yeah, <laughs> I've got other I've got other things that I should be doing. No, you totally. Know? Um, I, I I think I don't, I don't I don't think I'm seeing a movie until The Martian. Yeah, I think The Martian is going to be the next movie you see in theaters. Yeah, unless uh, unless uh, what's that movie called? Sicario. Oh, I'm I'm seeing Sicario definitely. Yeah, unless that opens in my area, um, by then, then uh, yeah, I think because uh, one thing that's interesting is like I think this is going to end up. If this isn't our last episode of not writing, it's our second to last episode of not writing before we're like recording one in person. Um, yeah. Because we're going to meet in a couple of weeks and because uh, we got something to write yeah. um, and we're going to do it in person. Uh, and, and, we, and we should definitely see a movie. Yeah. What I, well, because I think I forget what opens that weekend, but I, I think it's something that we're both excited about. Um, but I think that's it's, it's weird. It's Hold weird. On. The idea of going to see a movie with you is weird. Yeah. Now tell me about it. <laughs> we've, uh, we've, we, how, how, uh, we've known each other for nine years, I think. Damn. Yeah. Nine years. And we've never met. Oh shit. Okay. So I'm, I'm coming. It's what? The ninth through the 13th. Right. You know what comes out on the ninth? No. What? Steve Jobs. Does it really? Yeah. Like, like it opens wide. I thought it opened like the end of October. Like October. I, th- I, like, I think it's a wide release, isn't it? I feel like, I mean, it is, but maybe it doesn't go wide until October. Okay. So well, then we're seeing Pan, Scott. We're seeing Pan. Oh God, kill me! No, I'm looking this up because I, I, I swear I saw. Oh, the, oh my God, the walk comes out really soon. Yeah, it does come out. And then uh, Gersberm. Oh my god, Gersberms and Crimson Peak open on the same weekend. That sucks. Yeah, it does say October 9th. I hope that's the wide release. That would be great. God, Scott. So many good movies are coming. Okay, I'm, I'm going to walk you through the rest of this month. Okay. Okay. Of so September? This... Oh, no. Okay, okay. Okay. Just like the, the coming weeks, right? Okay. So this week is kind of a bummer. We get Hotel Transylvania 2. Um, oh, we do get the Green Inferno and Pawn Sacrifice, which I'm kind of excited about Pawn Sacrifice. Hmm. Um, and then the Green Inferno, if it's on VOD, I might see. Um, then, The Walk, right? That's next week? That's September 30th. Right, then, okay. Then The Martian. On the 2nd? Yeah. Okay. Then Steve Jerbs. Okay. The Final Girls also comes out that weekend. Oh, sweet. We, yeah. We'll have to watch that. But that, that's VOD, I think. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, Gersberms, Crimson Peak, <laughs> Bridge of Spies. Jesus. And Room. That's all one week? And Beasts of No Nation. Oh, my God. But that's on Netflix. Right. That's like the whole reason that's a, that exists, because it's on Netflix. That's and, insane. And then um, my most anticipated movie of the fall, The Last Witch Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> Um, who directed that? Maybe they can direct. Uh, hold on, let me see who directed it. Um, oh no, I didn't know that. Um, it's it's Breck Eisner. He directed he directed Sahara and oh. the Crazies. Oh, all right, actually, that's I. You know, I the Crazies not a great movie, but beautiful. Yeah, Sahara like, breathtakingly beautiful, actually. And then um. Let's see. Uh, and then after that, I turn 24 and then uh, Spectre. Oh, yeah. 
and then uh, the Pernuts movie. And then The Good Dinosaur, Thanksgiving Weekend, Victor Frankenstein, Creed. Oh, God. The Night Before. All right. In the Heart of the Sea, The Danish Girl, Macbeth. We're we're quickly approaching Star Wars. And then Star Wars. Yeah. That's what an insane rest of the year. What what opens next weekend? What opens next weekend? Yeah. Is that Um, that the walk? No, next weekend kind of. Okay, so this Friday... It's Hotel Transylvania to the Intern, the Green Inferno, and oh, that, okay, right. So, the, so this is the last weekend of garbage. Yeah, basically. Okay, cool. And then after that, it's all the hits it's just keep on stuff. coming. Okay, that's amazing. I can't wait. Um, yeah, the weekend that you're coming, uh, we're gonna have a movie night, and we're doing um, uh, for October. We do horror movies, so we're doing uh, double features. Insidious, um, Insidious too. No, no, we we are we already have them programmed. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, we're we're doing. Let's see, the first weekend, which is the week next, like next weekend, that first weekend of October, we're doing um, Blair Witch Project and this movie called Cropsy, which is like a documentary. That's they'll say ah Cropsy at my ah Topsy, but no apparently really creepy. More um, shocked than me. And then the weekend that you're going to be there, we're going to do sci-fi horror with Alien and uh, The Thing. Oh, sweet. I love both those movies. Yeah. Do we have any Virgin viewers? Do we have anyone that hasn't seen Alien or uh, The Thing? Yeah, guarantee it. Oh, shit. I, you know guarantee, I've never... you, I guarantee you Jake has never seen either of those things. Okay. Uh, you know what I've never seen is I never saw the Mary Elizabeth Winstead thing. I did not either. Hey, do you want to hear what uh, Serial Season 2 is about? Wait, has that come out? No, but like they announced what it's going to be about. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, sure. What is it? Okay, uh, according to the news report, the, and this is coming from Slash Film by Angie Hahn, um, according to a new report, the investigative podcast will next dig into the case of Bo Bergdahl, a U.S. soldier who was captured by the Taliban in, two, the Taliban in 2009 and freed in 2014. Uh, Maxim broke the news about the serial season two after hearing reports that Sarah Koenig was present at a recent hearing for Bergdahl's case in San Antonio, Texas. The publication additionally spoke with two former members of Bergdahl's unit in Afghanistan. Bergdahl was an American soldier who disappeared from his post in eastern Afghanistan in 2009 under mysterious circumstances. The Taliban held him prisoner for five years until 2014, when the U.S. controversially negotiated his release in exchange for five Guantanamo Bay detainees. According to Bragdow's lawyer, Eugene Fidel, the soldier went AWOL as part of an effort to draw attention to, quote, certain conditions in his unit, but many suspect his motives weren't so pure. And he's been the subject of many conspiracy theories. Bagdahl was eventually charged with desertion and misbehavior before the enemy and could potentially be sentenced to life in prison. Serial will have some help on their project from Zero Dark, Three, Zero Dark Thirty screenwriter Mark Boll, who shared research materials with, with the NPR team. Boll attended the hearing as research for a Bergdahl movie he is making with Catherine Bigelow. For its part, Serial has neither confirmed nor denied that they are working on a Bo Bergdahl story. That uh, that sounds very different, but really interesting. Yeah, it's about it's. Uh, I mean, I, I've heard about this case in the news. It's about a man that a lot of people in the public are accusing of being a fucking like traitor. 
mm. for like working with the Taliban. Right. So sounds like they're really upping the stakes. Yeah. Interesting. I just wanted to come out. Oh, did I tell you I got my roommates addicted to uh, cereal and my friend Nathan, uh, my roommate Nathan listened to the first season like in two days. Oh, really? Because he has like a desk job. Yeah, I, uh, I, 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 but that could be serial two or three because they're working on two seasons simultaneously. That's true. So who knows which one? Which one I just wanted to come first. out because it, it was already out this time last year, right? I don't know. Hold on, I'm gonna remember. find out. I'm gonna find out when season one dropped. Um, but uh, yeah, that's that's exciting. Um. It's really exciting. I mean, this is by far the most anticipated podcast of all time. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, my my boss, uh, Christina, is um, actually re-listening to it all. Um, she's she's taking a second go around. So oh, like every once in a while, I'll walk by her when she's talking to uh, uh, Taylor at the desk next to her. And she'll just be like, I just, you know, if he didn't do it, why did he do this? <laughs> And it's just, it's just like, oh, cereal. Okay. Lincoln Park, man. What happened just, in there? He was just like, you know, like, I, I just, I really think Jay is hiding something. Why didn't Jay, why didn't Jay call the cops? Like, when you yeah. see a dead body in the trunk of a car. You know, if he did it, it would explain why he knows where the car is. And <laughs> it's, just, it's just really funny. Yeah. Oh, um, the first episode of Serial came out on October third, twenty fourteen. Oh, okay, so we're we're almost there. Yeah, it's almost been a year. When did you? Um, how how many episodes in were they when you first like started listening? I want to say because there was ten total, right? Yeah. Uh, probably there were six. I think. Okay, I think I started like a three. Yeah, I I I put it off for a while. You know, the first time I ever heard, um, the first time I ever heard about Serial, it was Ryan Johnson. Oh, really? Yeah, on Twitter, he was like, oh my god, Serial is the best thing ever. I'm like, well, you're my god, so I guess I better, like, figure out what this is. Yeah. He's shooting Star Wars right now, Scott. That's, I know, it's crazy, I can't. Like, as we're talking, I know Ryan Johnson is shooting a Star Wars movie. I can't. I'm I'm like look I'm really excited for episode 7 like to a ridiculous degree mm-hmm. and I'm I'm very very interested in finding out what uh Rogue One is but uh I am vastly vastly uh anticipating episode 8 and he, it's 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 our oh favorite director in our favorite universe yeah it's insane Ryan Johnson Ryan oh my Johnson. god I just can't even imagine. I, 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 what, what I'm, what I'm picturing is like tonally something that's a combination of like, uh, basically a combination of Looper and Brothers Bloom. That's yeah. what I'm imagining his Star Wars would be. Like the comedy of Brother, like the lightness of Brothers Bloom with like the sci-fi hard reality of like Looper. Yeah, well, just like the pure cinema of Looper. Yeah, you know, um, Looper was so good. Looper was so good. It's, it's, it's not as good as Brothers Bloom. Brothers Bloom is just... Well, I mean, yeah, Brothers Bloom literally affected the way that I, like, speak and dress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Well, um, 
I guess that's it for uh, not writing this week because I've got to yeah. go do reshoots. Pretty so. chill, pretty chill episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll we'll see you guys if not next week, then the week after when we'll be in person. Yeah. Fuck off, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Sometimes it carries you out, sometimes it buries